Welcome to the Next Tuesday Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Susie. I'm Caroline. And we're making women great again, even though we were already pretty great. We share authentic business stories, one woman at a time. We're a little Wall Street and a little Woo Woo. We'll see you next and every Tuesday. Hello. Hey. What up? What is going on? It's pretty freezing here in Richmond right now, finally. I think we're finally heading into winter. Which I don't love, but I have liked the past couple days because it's been so hot until like, you know, November, mid, like first week of November that I'm kind of like, okay, I can dig this. I just never know how to dress. Yeah. I feel like I'm ready for fall and when it's still clinging to summer or like the warmer weather, I'm like, this is kind of frustrating because now I'm looking at my boots and my yeah. jeans and my sweaters and then can't really wear them. I'm also a little, I, I've already, I've gotten my like layer of fluff for the winter. So I'm like, mm, I don't want to wear a tank top or shorts because I got my fluff. The fluff keeps you cozy. It does. You got to have your fluff, a little bit of fluff. So yeah. Winter fluff. My winter fluff. <laughs> I love it. It's just a little, little layer of extra Goodness. warmth. Well, and it's, that's, biology like originally we went to hibernate or we would like be go gathering our acorns like the squirrels and like just putting on that extra little blubber so that we would keep ourselves a little warmer exactly when we didn't have all the clothes and warm layers to wear i'm also forgetting that as we record this i'm wearing a black face mask like um one of those like charcoal suck out all the shit in your pores thing so like I keep touching my face and I it's getting all over my hands and I like remind myself and realize that I look like a freak well it caught me off guard because I guess Caroline like I guess you forgot that I don't know I like rang the doorbell and usually it's like just come in like okay and tonight it was like yes who's there (laughs) I'm like um, well, we've had a lot of campaign. Well, I guess the campaign's over now. But we had a lot of like campaigners coming to our door. That would be really annoying, and they ring yeah, you. Yeah, and they buzz you. And Jax, it's like the one thing he barks at. Uh, so like, I was making sure that it wasn't a campaigner, or like, I mean, I guess. The and we just, happens. we also just had the election did happen, but we had the maintenance man here this morning, yeah, yeah, yeah. who I love, but he like occasionally forgets things. Yeah. So well, he'll it buzz all made back. Sense when you were like, I have on this face mask. Yeah. And, like I was scared. I wish they had a video thing, like one of those child monitors where you could see who's outside awesome. your door. And then that way I would be like, I would weigh rather that because then you could selectively choose like who you answered to. Yeah. That would be great. Um, maybe we can request that when we renew our lease. Ooh, yeah. Please put in this audio visual equipment for us. Okay, thanks. Considering our actual buzzer is like falling off the wall, you know, and oh. our, what is it? Our refrigerator, the handle fell off. Um, and my cabinet broke. So I had like a broken cabinet for a while until Brian came in and fixed it. I don't think they're going to, yeah, I don't think they're going to do that for us. Not that I don't love our apartment because it's wonderful, yeah. but. We just, I guess, are very aggressive in our use of the apartment. It happens. Okay, so what are we talking about this week? We're talking about some Instagram stuff. So last week in our episodes, we were talking a lot about comparison. Mm-hmm. And then this week... And using Instagram. And using Instagram. And we're still on that train this week. But kind of want to talk a little bit about problems that like Susan and I both have. 
and I'm sure a lot of people have, and people that I've talked to about is like comparing yourself to people on Instagram, which I want to get this little embroidered thing that says, I will not compare myself to strangers on the internet because I have a printout of it, but I like really want to get that. But I think it's really, really difficult, you know, and we all talk about it and be like, yeah, like don't compare yourself, but when, like taking that to heart and actually putting that into practice, it's like really difficult because I know I see people on the inter- on like Instagram or the internet and I'm like, why am I not doing that? Or why have like, I not gotten there or why blah, blah, blah. And it's really difficult. Like it makes you feel bad. And I think if you get stuck doing that a lot, you can really dig yourself in a hole. Um, and I know a lot of people who felt feel that way as well. I think it's really interesting because usually I'm good. Like usually I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm a selfish Instagram user. Like, I just go look at my stuff. I like the things that I see, and then I kind of get off. Or I'm looking for something for a specific purpose, like finding quotes for our feed. Mm -hmm. And But yesterday, like, I kind of got into a black hole because I had extra time. And it's, like, one of those things, like, right now I'm, like, choosing to not do so many things because I always do the opposite. And inevitably, things, like, always get added to my plate. Yeah. So, it, like, I'm consciously, like, trying not to do a lot at the moment. And my schedule, though, has been busy enough where I feel like I have something going on all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yesterday, something got canceled, and I just kind of sat there being like, I really don't have that much to do right now. Like, what do I do with myself? So I started scrolling, and then I was like, admiring all the hustle that so many other entrepreneurs and business owners and people are doing. And then I was like, maybe I should start doing more things. And then I had to like talk myself down to be like, nope, this is what you chose. Like be happy with your choice. Not many people have the opportunity to like just sit on what they want to do and intentionally move forward in life. And like, this is also a very new space for me to be in. And I like Mm -hmm. want to appreciate it to move forward next year. And at the same time, I just find that like in the process of that appreciation, I'm like not taking full advantage of it. I mean, it's hard to like being still is hard. Stillness is very difficult as someone who routinely overcommits and is, you know, coming off of a summer of overcommitment. I think it's also, I think it's harder to be still and deal with the now and like the feelings of the now, because Mm -hmm. that's when like things are real and you can't hide from anything. But so like I am on Instagram in and out of the day, but you know, when I do it, is when I'm on the bath in the bathroom. Tell us about that. That's when I do it. No, because I think it's a really I like try to be like, okay, I'm only gonna use Instagram. Because I think it's important, especially like to grow brands and everything, but like I only use Instagram or like check up on Facebook when I'm in the bathroom. I like that rule. Well because it like gives you that like in and out, like popping in and out throughout the day so you're not missing anything huge. But at the same time it's like a limited period, a finite time. So you can do a couple things then you leave and that's helped me a little Actually, it's helped me a lot because like... Oh, do you know what I was reading the other day? Or what? maybe I heard it on the radio. Someone was saying that people are doing more in their lives than they have ever before. 
and the motivation is because they do it for their Instagram feeds and yeah. their stories more so than doing it because like it means anything to them. It's like literally do it for the share. Do it for the gram. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely believe it. I read a thing about travel and why millennials are like traveling and blah, blah, blah. And it's a lot of it's to like hit the gram. I believe it. So that's kind of cool in its own way, like to get people going places and doing yeah. things that they wouldn't do otherwise. But and it's kind of scary. Well, I don't think we should do anything to make ourselves look cool. I think we should do things because they feel right good. for us and good yeah. for us. But I think that's the hardest thing is like, I think just even asking ourselves the question, why? Like, why do we go on social media? Why are we staring at other people's things? Like, why does this make us feel a certain way? Because, mm-hmm. like, everyone wants to share what they're doing. And people are doing really cool things in the world. Yeah. But, like, rather than immediately judging and comparing ourselves, it's like, why do I feel that way? Because yeah. sometimes it's inevitable. But the why is, like, the information that could be golden for us to be like, okay, so, like, what is it about this post or this person or this thing that obviously makes me feel a specific way? And then how can I use that information to favorably move forward? So speaking of Instagrams, you should probably check out ours because Susie does a really great job making it pretty and aesthetically pleasing and very motivational as opposed to comparison based. I just find things that I feel like speak to me too. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. It's relevant. That does remind me, sorry to mean art for you, but I found this towel hoodie, unicorn towel hoodie that I was going to buy you last night, except I realized it was for an infant before I checked out. Well, let me tell you this. So my friend Renee, a budding entrepreneur in Richmond, she does knitting and she is knitting me this unicorn shawl that like literally has with hand pockets and it's like a scarf and it has a unicorn horn and we just have like one more thing to put on it until it's ready. So don't I will totally be Instagramming the shit out of it and like shout out to my girl Renee. Hey Renee, to show um, the business, what's it called? She is in the process of Heck yeah. Going to formulate all that thing. Good job, Renee. She makes amazing kimchi. Oh mm. I'm here for that. She's like extremely foodie. Dude. Speaking of foodies. Speaking of foodies and Instagram. So this week we are speaking with Brittany Mullins of Eating Bird Food. She is a health coach and a food blogger. She has a really great website. She has a great website. She also does salad challenges and like everything she posts on Instagram just makes me hungry. Yeah, that's true. She does. She does a really great job at it. She's been kind of in the game for a while now. She's And she has been kind of like steadily growing her stuff, um, engaging with her following, etc. So she has some really like tactile tips, I guess. She taught us how to use Instagram stories in a way that we had no idea how to use them yet. So like that was pretty cool. Yeah, she um, totally shed light into the Instagram world for us. Yeah, it was really cool um, talking to her about that. And we also got some like food tips and style tips. And we learned um, she has a bunch of cool stuff on her website, like uh, recommendations. Because you know, you go on Amazon, you're like, I don't know which food spiralizer to buy. Like she has like recommendations on her website about like different products to buy. So as we go into Thanksgiving and all of the fluffy holidays, yeah, we have some inspiration from Brittany
It could be a Thursday. Or a day that's not a day. It could be that too. So anyway, <laughs> we're here with Brittany Mullins, the blogger and health coach from the amazing website, Eating Bird Food. Hey, Brittany. Hey, guys. What's up? Not much. Um, I'm sitting here completely sweaty because I like, I'm like face sweating as we sit here. So please um, Where ignore did you that. Come from? I came from my house, but I thought that the microphone was not in my house or was at my house. It was here, so then I was late, and I was running here. Anyway, huh. so that's your visual for the day. So Maybe. you're detoxifying. I'm detoxing today. You don't look sweaty. That's shocking because <laughs> I have a sweat mustache okay. right now. It's happening. A sweat stash. You do a sweat stash. I feel it. I just wiped it off. Amazing. Anyway. Anyway. So I just was telling before we pressed record, Brittany, that I was super excited for her to be here because I have lots of thoughts about her website name, Eating Bird Food, because I was always called a squirrel because I pick at things and I eat squirrel food is what everyone used to say because like I love tromix and nuts and like all of the things you like compile into like not real food, human food that like is meal-esque but like snacky. And so, how did you choose eating bird food? So, that's funny because in college, I had lots of trail mix, and my college roommate would be like, you're always eating that bird food, and I'm like, yep, I am. But originally, the name was something else, and then it was like something else for around four months, and then I switched it to eating bird food, and I was thinking back to my college days, and it just clicked, and I was like, this is a fun little cute name, and it kind of has the healthy connotation, so... It's so cute. Thanks. What was your first name? I'm not telling you. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't want to think about it. I don't like it. That's why it's in the past. <laughs> so when I was going to start my health coaching practice, um, when I was living in Australia, no lie, I was going to call it like Susie Sparks wellness or like something with sparkle in it I was really trying to work the sparkle into my health coaching practice well we've already talked about the fact that you and Ryan call each other sparkle and dazzle I know but anyway well my it would have been cute I like it would have been cute my family called me moose when I was little because I was that like large (laughs) and in charge (laughs) moose and then my mom was like maybe you shouldn't maybe we shouldn't call her that because we're gonna give her a complex yeah it's yeah so names screen names and nicknames are funny they are they my first, so like, my first Yahoo account was star underscore two two zero. Oh my gosh! Amazing. I still <laughs> use mine. My middle school email. What do you uh, do? This? I do for like junk mail and stuff to like sign up for newsletters and all that jazz. Um, it's dudet forty six at hotmail.com. Occasionally, I get an email from Dudette, and I'm like, oh, Caroline. Because I forward it to her account, because I get all the junk stuff, So and then I'll forward, like, because you know you get newsletters, and you got to yeah. forward that stuff. Yep, so I just forward it to us, and she's like, who is this? <laughs> Guilty. Yeah, it's all good. I love so, it. So, how did you decide to start a food blog? I started it right after college, and I was working in commercial real estate, doing marketing, what I went to school for. And just I needed a creative outlet, and I was really passionate about health and fitness. I was reading a bunch of other health and fitness sites. I was reading magazines, books, and just like really immersed in it and really excited about it. So I wanted to start my own kind of site. So I started it back in March of 2008, and yeah, it's gone really well. It's grown a lot. It's changed a lot, and 
it's been a fun journey. Well, I'm looking at your website right now. It's so cute. Like it's really precious. And I love the fact that you integrate like the blog with like a bunch of recipes and that they're all like sorted and nice because sometimes I feel like you go to websites where everything's kind of mixed in and you can't find what you're looking for. And you're just like, okay, I'm done. I give up. Like making it easy, I think is such an important thing, especially for people our age who are on the run and kind of just like trying to figure things out as they go. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is your like overarching principle for your like lifestyle situation? Like whether it's food, exercise, whatever. Sure. So I am a health coach and personal trainer, but my whole premise of eating bird food isn't necessarily one sort of diet. It is healthy, balanced eating, living a healthy lifestyle, being happy, and not having to do one diet, not having to be paleo or vegan or have some sort of label with it. Like you can eat healthfully and kind of like clean eating, but I don't use, I don't really use that term that, I mean, I use that in some blog posts, but that's not how I describe my site really. It's more just like healthy, wholesome, real food. Yeah, that's important. Susie's got me on that. (laughs) And then, okay, I did recently. I've been just going through a phase where I'm just like, fuck it. I'm eating what I want to eat right now. Yeah, I mean, I think we all have those. I think for me. that's okay too. That yeah, one. yeah, that's what it's about. I was reading this post. Uh, someone sent me the other week about living a unicorn life, and it was like you can live a unicorn life, which obviously I'm a unicorn, by um, like choosing whatever you want to eat and like meditating and having a green juice, but then like having waffles with syrup and then like going for a run. You're just living your best damn life and you're eating what you want without making a big deal of it. But then like maybe the next day you just eat greens all day because you're like balanced. Right. I think it actually does work like that, honestly. Like if you could eat all the cake in the world at some point, you'd be like, I'm done with this cake and I want some spinach. Yeah, you know? like I don't yeah. want to look at a cake ever yeah. again. My friend, uh, my friend Courtney works for Hershey mm-hmm. and she has candy constantly. Like all the best kind of candy ever um, in her house. She just loads of Reese cut everything and she yeah. hates candy now. She's like, I don't like, I don't want it. I don't want it anymore. And every once in a while... Oh my gosh, she's gonna be so mad at me for saying this. Like every once in a while, she'll like get something that's not Hershey, and she'll be like, "I can only do this once a year because it's like a non-Hershey candy, but I really wanted this, and not <laughs> literally every other product on the market." Yeah. But yeah, it's like it goes back to that thing. It's like when you have something all the time, eventually it's gonna die out. Eventually, you're not gonna want it anymore. Yeah. But you know what? I think I will always want these um, strawberry frosés <laughs> that you posted on your Instagram account because these look very good. Can you tell me about these? Okay, they're so good so what you do is you get a bottle of rosé put it in your ice cube tray and hopefully you guys have those we have them we don't have an ice cube maker so i have to have the trays anyway we do too okay mm-hmm. i buy bags of ice you do oh. i saw that in your fridge and i was like what the hell our ice great. maker doesn't work it's okay that is essentially what happened to our suit ours doesn't work either and so we buy it bags sometimes we also have two little like the two cubes okay so you pour one whole bottle it fits in one tray conveniently shut up yeah we're doing this we're doing it guys so i'm pretty sure it's one maybe it's two i think it's one okay so you freeze your ice cubes and then take them out put them in the blender and then i added a few strawberries frozen strawberries i think a little bit of honey and then of course some sort of i think it's uh i can't remember some sort of alcohol maybe vodka or rum Mm. Um, what about gin? But that's it. Gin would work. Oh, I don't want gin in my frosé. What are you talking about, woman? We'll make yours and mine. Okay. Yeah, his and hers. Except hers Hers and hers. And it's 
so good. It's really icy, like a oh. slurpy, and yeah, perfect for beach days. Oh my god, that sounds so good. It's happening. Well, we're gonna do that on Sunday. When's our next interview? Because we can do that. Whenever it is, we're doing. Whoever comes next, thank Brittany because that's what we're doing. <laughs> oh my gosh, I should have brought you guys the whole like picture of them. It would have been delicious. That would have been bad. Would have been here literally all night. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it happens anyway. But it's all good. So what came first? The blog or the Insta? The blog. Okay. Insta wasn't even around in 2008. Oh, okay. Oh, girl, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I forget. It dates us a little bit. It does date us. Oh. Ugh. Yeah. And so thinking about when you started your blog until now, what have been some of the biggest changes? In the world, like the blogging world? Or, or just for, maybe for you personally oh. and how that's kind of translated. Well, I want to know that later so we can do both. So personally yeah, yeah, and yeah. then blogging, can, okay. we hit that, can we hit both of those? Yeah, I sure. think it's probably intertwined maybe a little. Maybe. Yeah, you tell us. Okay, so when I first started, it was me sharing more of a food journal style. I did not have a nice camera. I did a lot more just like, here's what I did today. It was like a diary. And a lot of blogs were like that at that point. And then it kind of slowly transitioned into less lifestyle more recipes, like heavily focused on recipes. And then a little bit of workout stuff. And as I, as I progressed, I sort of entered the world of like becoming a health coach, becoming a personal trainer. So then I felt like I could share more like article style with informational type of post. Less of like the lifestyle stuff, which I still do some lifestyle, but it's more, it's prettier now. I have a nice camera. I have a content calendar where I plan things out. I never did that before. And it's more, and also I'm doing it full time now. So it's more of a business and less of just like a hobby that I, something that I did on the nights and weekends. Um, but I have been really consistent with it. I don't think I've ever taken a week off. And if I have, then I like scheduled guest post. And so it's been something I've done religiously for the past almost nine years. Wow. Yeah. It's a long time to do anything. I don't, I mean, besides breathe, I'm not <laughs> quite sure. Well, I mean, besides breathe and go to school. And like brush your teeth. And brush my teeth. Um, <laughs> I'm not really sure what, if I've done anything for nine years straight. I don't think I have. Well, we can try. Anyway, so how has like the blogging world changed? Because I know it went from just kind of like sharing to like, it is a business now. So talk to us about that. Yeah, I think that in the same way I'm talking about more of like the curatedness, I think a lot of blogs have moved in that direction. And then people see now that it can become a business. When I started, no one that I knew was doing it full time. And then a few years in, some people started, and I always thought of that like pipe dream. I never thought that that's what I would end up doing. I just thought, oh, this is still something fun, you know, for me. And then it got to the point where it was like, okay, the amount of money that I'm bringing in with the blog and the amount of time I'm working on it, what if I was working that same amount of time that I'm working for my full-time job on the blog? Like, what, you know, what would happen then? And then we were at this place in our life where Isaac was like, well, like, if you want to try it now would be the time to do it. So that was three years ago and decided to do it. So, but now I feel like people start blogs and they have intentions of making it a business. Mm-hmm. Um, which is totally fine. That's totally doable, but it's just a little bit, the world is different and the market is really saturated now. So when I first started, I felt like I knew every other health and food blogger out there. And now like I could never possibly keep up with 
all of the new blog bloggers starting new bloggers starting every day. But also things are just changing too with social being more of a platform and some people just literally they just do Instagram as their full time job or YouTube or I guess those are the big ones. But um, yeah, social is becoming a bigger thing. And well, I guess so. It's really interesting because I think I entered my health coaching portion of life from a place where when I kind of entered the let's say market it was saturated there was so much and for me I felt like I got lost in what everyone was generating because I think there's such a sense of like what does differentiate you but you also people succeed when they're authentic at what they're doing and they're themselves and that's really challenging when it sometimes is curated and people know what they're doing because they already know who they are and their brand and their voice. And so for me, when I, at the time when I was like, maybe this is what I'll do now, I just totally felt like I was swimming upstream during that process because it was just hard. How did you get from kind of like it was a side hustle and mm-hmm. you were slowly articulating followers or like people who wanted to know what you were posting and then how did you see that there was potential for you to make it a full-blown thing so just to do give a little back story of like how I make money with it it's mainly through sponsored posts and through advertisements on the sidebar and those are the primary sources of income as well as health coaching, but that's like kind of supplemental for me right now. Although I am launching some new programs that are health coaching focused. But at this point, that's like the most, most of my income comes from that. So I think that I noticed that more brands are reaching out and offering the opportunity for money rather than just product for the sponsored content and for me creating a recipe and taking the photos and people were valuing the work that bloggers were providing. And that's when I, you know, the light bulb goes off and thought and thinking like, well, this could potentially be a career. Cool. So what was it like deciding to take the jump from, cause when you decided to do this, you said three, three years ago. Yep. Okay. So like blogging and like it, that wasn't like super common back then. It wasn't like, I mean, like way back then, you know, like three <laughs> years ago, Ugh. Um, it feels like forever. It wasn't super common. So there were probably some people being like, uh, what are you doing? Like what, yeah. what was that process like figuring out, okay, I'm going to do this. And how did you deal with the people that might've been like, what are you doing? You have a job. We're in the recession. <laughs> yeah. I think no one really voiced that like openly to me. That's Luckily, nice. Yeah. And Isaac was really supportive of it. And I just felt, okay, basically I was crying every night to Isaac, telling telling him I was either going to quit the blog or quit my job or I had to do something because I wasn't giving 100% to anything. Right. And I felt like that every single day it was a struggle, but literally it took me a year to feel comfortable and confident. And then finally I was like, it's either now or never. And if I don't do it, I'm going to fe- I'm going to be mad at myself for never trying it. And if I do do it and it does well, awesome. If it doesn't, then I'll go find another job. Like I just had that mentality of like, it's either going to do amazing or it's not. And if it's not, it's not going to be the end of the world. I'll figure something out. That's awesome. And that's like such a brave thing to be able to admit. It's just like, okay, like I didn't know for a fact that this was going to be okay, but like I just decided, all right, I'm going to do it. Yeah. That's scary. It was so scary. I can only imagine. And with the type of like job this is, I everything changes. Every month is different. It's not like I have a steady steady stream of income. The ads all fluctuate. My sponsorships fluctuate. So 
it is just having to be just like, okay, the world's going to bring it to me. It's no, like just being, putting that out there and knowing that it's going to come. Um, I'm pointing to Susie right now because personal story, this isn't about me, but like, this is a personal story that reflects that. It's like, I had a couple of clients or like whatever that hadn't paid their bill this month and like it was cutting to the end of the, the time and I'm like, huh, I really need this money so I can like pay off my credit card bill like or pay off my et cetera. And so I was like, I'm going to pull a Susie and just say, world, give me money because money's energy and like things that I roll my eyes at constantly. Like, but you were also like, I'm ready to accept this money. Yeah, I just yeah. like, I'm ready. Give me what I need. Thank you. I'm trusting the world. Thank you. Literally... The next morning, there was money in my bank account. I was like, manifesting? Huh. Yeah. <laughs> huh. There's something to this. And so I'm laughing because we just had that conversation like two days ago and you posted it on the Instagram where I like <laughs> said, hey, I'm starting to believe I you. I was like responding in a way that it was like totally appropriate to post too. I was like totally curating that text message for our Instagram channel. I love it. I love it. We're on the same page. So speaking of keeping up with things and things constantly being in fluctuation, how do you keep up with the technology in a way where you're not losing your brains being like, what is the newest thing and the newest trend and what are people going to connect with and how can I make this look interesting? Because I love on your Instagram channel, like when you're making the recipes, so it's like really quick. And so that's probably an app or a fancy way of doing something, but that must be really important to stay current with your blog. Yes, and it feels like every day there's something new coming out or some new algorithm change or lots of things happening. So keeping up with it, I'm in these like little groups with other food bloggers or other entrepreneurs and we kind of, you know, talk about those sort of things and brainstorm and what's other people, what's working for other people and what platforms are, you know, doing well for you kind of thing. Because Facebook's always changing and what's doing really well on there right now is this tasty style food videos, like I think what you're talking about, Mm -hmm. where it's just the hands showing and like how to Mm -hmm. do the recipe really quickly. And so that was something that I just started doing maybe, I don't know, like less than a year ago. This year is, I really ramped it up and I've been sharing those on my um, Instagram and Facebook and that's been doing well. And, but then like the Instagram story thing or Snapchat was big for a while and people were using that, but I never really found a big value in Snapchat. But now that it's on the, on Instagram where I have a lot more followers and people interacting with it, I love it. And I feel like the stories are really beneficial and it's a great way for me to connect with my audience. We've heard that from, I've heard that from a couple people and then a couple people just in business generally, like. It's become a really, really awesome way to connect with people. Yeah. Um, which I think is great because it's like kind of fast and like easy to do. But you can still put a filter on it so you don't see the bags in your eyes. That <laughs> but on the flip side, like what is it like? Because stories, I feel like people are constantly on their phone or constantly capturing and you're just kind of in your business mode all the time. So how do you kind of manage that? social connectivity and then like time for just you and to not be so focused on constantly generating content yeah and so for my story mine is like a little more personal so I'll show like if I go out to dinner with Isaac I might show dinner and I might show like more behind the scenes stuff and I think a lot of brands do that and so it's not super curated which I think people like I might show you like me in my bedroom and like no makeup on kind of thing whereas like I wouldn't post that on my feed um but then yes there is the piece of it of like being on your phone all the time being annoying to the people you're around 
repeating stuff and like listening to stories sometimes like isaac's like oh my gosh please turn that off because the way you talk on a story is also a little different I yeah like you, do you know what i mean they, it's kind of like your like dog voice or your like baby voice, <laughs> dog voice. yeah everyone has a dog voice and if, if people that don't have a dog voice i don't trust them yeah like i don't but that's how you sometimes get on your stories unless you like okay consciously like okay let me talk regular here but um i'm gonna notice that from now on on my like anything i do yeah yeah oh my gosh i talked to jack like i hope i don't talk like that on my instagram hey jack (laughs) (laughs) um but okay from one little trick with that is that lots of times i will take so if i want to do it if we're out to dinner and i want to post something to my story i might just quickly snap with my phone like a picture of it and then later i'll go in and put that on my story because you guys know how to do that right add to your story later no yeah Uh. i don't either your world's going to change. That's amazing. Yeah. So basically when you have the app Lesson. open. Lesson. Lesson. Yeah. We're stuck. When you have the app open when you're in your stories, you just click, like scroll down a little bit at the top and then anything that you've taken in the last 24 hours pops up <gasps> and you can put it oh, onto your story. Shut Video or... Oh my god. Yeah. Guys, lessons from the pros. This is what we're offering people. Literally, you can just do a little swipe at the bottom or a little swipe at the top. No way. Yeah. Shut up. Oh my god. That is, and it does videos and stuff. So, okay, secret for like almost every single picture I post on there, I take it and I edit it and then I put it. That's awesome. Oh, another trick is if it wasn't in the last 24 hours, Pull it up, like take a screenshot on your, okay, take the picture, take a screenshot on your phone, then crop out the little area where it's like black or uh, different color at the top, and then it's in the last 24 hours again. Shut up. Oh my God. See? Here we go. Value added. You're welcome. (laughs) Yes. You are welcome, Instagram. Totally. Congratulations, you listeners. You are on top of things. That's awesome. a trick. I'm so excited. I know. I'm like radiating enthusiasm because I always (laughs) am like... Okay, this is fun, but similar to, like, why I asked before, it's just I constantly feel like I'm attached to my phone, and for me, like, trying to to disconnect from everything can be really hard, so sometimes I'm like, phone has to stay away from me, but I also see, like, it is so valuable, and people are constantly talking about how stories are so impactful, and it makes people feel more connected, and mm-hmm. it allows people to see a side of you that you might not be posting on your main feed, so... Thank you. Yes. Um, so this goes, well, also I'm getting very hungry sitting over here because I'm like looking through, well, I'm I'm looking through all these pictures. I'm looking through very delicious looking photos. Um, so what's something that you wish you knew about either technology or blogging or Instagram sooner that maybe you learned from someone else or learned the hard way? Hmm. It's a loaded question. Coming in with the hard ones. Yeah. You're our first hardcore food blogger, so this is stuff like Caroline and I are constantly talking about food and looking at food, so we're really excited. Yay! So I'm trying to think of one thing I wish I would have known. Um, you know what? You can think about it. We can come up with different yeah. questions. Don't well, worry about it. No pressure. One question I have, too, is how do you stay organized? Like, what are your <sighs> tips and tricks? Because there are so many pieces of the business that you do. You have a recipe feature. You're constantly updating social media. You have um, a blog where you're showing some of your recipes, but then you have to create recipes, and then you have to take pictures of recipes. So how do you connect all of those things and keep it consistent? And keep it organized and not pull your damn hair out because 
it can be a challenge sometimes. And sometimes, like, especially with Instagram, I get distracted because I'm like, oh, I haven't posted on there today. Like, let me go, like, take a picture of something yeah. and, like, get this up. So, yeah, it can be a little bit distracting. But what I do have is I have an editorial calendar in place, kind of like a magazine would have. And I have themes. I have all the holidays on there. And I start thinking about, okay, what do I want to post in early, you know, what, what I want to post when. So say 4th of July is coming up. You want to have that posted like, like three weeks before that way people can like see it, get their ingredients and make something for 4th of July. So you have to be thinking proactively in that sense. And then also with like the sponsored stuff, I have to have that all on a calendar laid out, ready to go. And then, um, in the past I wasn't really structured about when I was going to shoot the recipes and when I'd be recipe testing. But now I have a set day each week, and it's usually Wednesdays where it's kitchen day. So I'm in the kitchen. My kitchen only gets, like, super messy one day, which is really nice unless I have, like, multiple recipes to do but and have to go into another day. But for the most part, it's, like, Wednesdays I do that. And then usually Thursdays it's going to be, like, me editing the photos that I took on Wednesday. And then Friday's kind of like a catch-up day. Usually on Mondays and Tuesdays, I'm just, like, getting ready for the week, scheduling things out. And also I will say I'm one of those – like, some bloggers plan and have things scheduled, ready to go for, like, weeks in advance. And I'm, like, working on the post the night before still. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just started scheduling my Instagram posts. Yeah. For my, like – businessy Instagram and it has made it so much easier and more enjoyable but other than that I don't really schedule anything I need to what do you use for that um a pen and paper because okay. I'm not that high tech okay <laughs> um I've heard people really like is it buffer is that one the buffer is one I use that for scheduling on Twitter and Facebook okay usually when I'm sharing things from my site or sharing other articles that I want to share I okay. usually schedule through that, and then it's nice because it schedules at the optimized time for you for oh. those social sharing. And then on Instagram, I use Planoly, Planoly, which I love, and that it shows you your whole feed. So when you add your new photos, mm. you can see what your feed will look like, and you can move it around and play around with it if you want your like, top nine to look a certain way. Oh, okay. That's what people were talking about. Because I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, the layout, the grid? Like, what? Yeah, your grid. And that, then mm. you can type everything up on your computer, which is also kind of nice instead of having to use, you know, your thumbs. And then you can um, schedule it. So it's scheduled. You have the app on your phone, too. And it sends you a text message when it's ready. So you schedule it, like, 9 a.m. on Tuesday. 9 a.m. on Tuesday, it sends you a little push notification. And then you literally just copy your, like you push copy and then you paste it in and you're ready to go. This is so smart, Susie. Oh this is going to make your life so much easier. Wow. Susie's our Instagram person and I can't take, I can take zero credit for most of what happens on Instagram. Well, I also feel like I'm constantly learning because like it's not super curated. It's just like things I find that I like. I'm like, this is inspirational and motivational. So one question I have. Mm-hmm. Um... So one thing I struggle with that I think a lot of people might struggle with because it's hard is developing community through social media. Mm-hmm. And so how have you found um, it's been, I mean, again, when you kind of create a following and then these social media platforms open, I assume that might be an easier way to like bring people along the ride with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're kind of looking at Instagram How do you feel like you can build community through your posts? So I think always kind of having a call to action at the end of it or within your post. So within your caption or your photo, kind of 
giving the person a reason to respond. So asking a question or saying, tag a friend in this if you think this is valuable or you tag a friend who you know would like this too. And then what I do is literally, this is something I've work, been working on this year, but really trying to think about before I post anything, like what is the value gonna be taken away here when I post this? Is it just something fun for me to post or is are, are my readers and my audience really gonna get something from it? And there are different ways, like it can be inspiration. So you put your whole meal prep out and like that's really inspiring. It might you know encourage someone to start meal prepping. But it's also, you can include in the caption, you can show like vulnerability or I think really opening up and sharing personal stuff too is really helpful to create community because people people like connection and they like feeling like, I yeah, me too, basically. Yeah. And so that, I think opening up and sharing things that make you unique or things you're struggling with is really helpful. Yeah. I mean, kind of like what we do here, you know, we bring people on and we like, like to talk about real things, you know, it's mm-hmm. not just like yeah, well, it's really cool to be a business and, like, be a boss babe and, like, do all this stuff. Like, it's really hard. I mean, yeah. You, you know. I mean, you've been in this game for, what, nine years now? I'm like, wait, right? Right? Nine? Yeah. Is it nine? Okay, cool. So, like, you know that it's hard and even though everything you have done is, like, gorgeous, obviously there's, like, struggle there. Yeah, and I have shared a lot of personal stuff and I feel like that's what really builds the connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's true because I want to follow people that aren't just here's a flower yeah and I do try to keep my content really positive but at the same time also being real about it and not just like sugarcoating and being like things are great when sometimes like things aren't great (laughs) I keep things real real on my personal insta Caroline's get ready because I'm gonna send you a questionnaire where you're writing personal stories to put on planally for our Tuesday Instagram. Dude, I'm ready. Okay. I'm soups ready. Here we go. Um, what is some advice that you would have for somebody who's thinking about, okay, I want to be an ex type of blogger or I want to start really focusing on running my Instagram account like a business? Like what are some little bits of information you would spread across the ground like bird food? <laughs> I say, okay, number one is pick a niche. And I say that because like we were talking about earlier, the market's really saturated. So you want to find an area rather than just saying, you know, just having some broad category or just saying, I want to be a lifestyle blogger. I think having a niche is better. It's like an easier way to build an audience because people are like, oh, you do paleo recipes. I'm there. I'm doing Whole30. Like, until you're there. So that's a good way to start, I think. And then the other piece is just picking something that comes really authentically to you and something that you're really passionate about because it does get hard and it does get old and boring, like managing something for a long time. But picking something that's like you're really passionate about and something that'll never get old to you, hopefully, <laughs> um, is... Food will never get old to yeah, us. <laughs> yeah, true. Same. Um, and so I think that's a big piece of it too is it also not trying to be something that you're not um, because that's people easily see through that. And then also you're just going to get, you're be over it. Like if you're just doing something because you see someone else being successful at it um, and you're not really passionate about it, it's not going to work out. I don't think. I've done that 500 times in the past 10 years, but I'm really excited about it. It just wasn't like the forever thing. Yeah. And that's okay. And you have to experiment and see like you could be excited about something for a few years and then later 
like realized eh, this wasn't really the direction for me. Yeah. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. It's helping me create a tapas menu of things for the future. Yeah. Thinking <laughs> about food. <laughs> no. I can't. I can't handle you sometimes. <laughs> I'm so cool. Um, speaking of food, when you're recipe tasting, how do you not eat everything that you're making? So see, making raw food, even when I did my tapas of raw food making, I ate so much damn raw cheesecake, and it was delicious, and I didn't hit the point where I got sick of it. So how do you, like, stay healthy within the sphere of creating yumminess? Okay, if you knew how many times I've Googled, like, how to stay healthy while food blogging, because it's, like, legit a thing. Oh, my God, stop! Yeah, I love Um... The struggle so, is real. The struggle is real. And I've literally posted in like my little group with other food bloggers, like, what's what's the trick, you guys? And okay, number one is I give a lot of food away, especially because Isaac used to work at a school so like, he could take it to school and share with the ladies. But now he works at a brewery where there are a lot of men around and they are even better because they'll just like I like, so how did it go over? And he's like, Oh, it was gone in like five minutes. And I'm like, Yes. <laughs> So when I make treats and stuff, I try to get it out of the house because those sort of things like call to me from the fridge. Like, yeah. 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 So I'm the person that like, if there was a cookie box, I would have one cookie and be like, I will demolish all of them now. Yeah. Well, it's like eating the cake out of the trash can. I can't remember if that was a sex in the city. I think it was a sex in the city when like Miranda has like this cake in her trash can and oh, she yeah. like threw it away, but because she was like, I don't want it in my house. And then like at the end of the episode, she's literally eating the cake out of the trash can. <laughs> I'm sure I've done that. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh. Gosh. So there's that piece of it. And then, yeah, I never, what was I, there was one thing I was going to say. Um, Staying skinny while food blogging. Well, luckily all my stuff is healthy. That's but, um, oh, also having someone there with me while I'm working. Mm. So you're not going to like, yes, you're not going to devour a whole cheesecake in front of someone else. That is true. That's Shame. so true. Yeah. Shame diet. Yeah. It's like when Ryan's in the kitchen, I want to keep snacking. I'm like, I wait till he leaves the kitchen. Oh, I do that. Yeah. I it's do that thing. if, if the boy's in the, in the apartment. It's like closet like, oh. eating. Yeah. It's it kind of is. Eating. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't good. But... It's not good. But sometimes you're just like, I just fucking want more chocolate. It's that <laughs> time of the month. And like I know this isn't good, but like I'm good to do it. Oh, all bets are off at that. I'm just yeah. like human trash mm-hmm. can. Yeah. Just all of it. Um, and then I have an excuse and I'm like, whatever. <laughs> Ryan like casually sneaks in at this point and knows better to say anything and I'm just like, mm. I'm having this. Go this away. is mine. Get out of here. Yeah. Okay, other tip is sparkling water. Have that on hand and you're like, it can have that. Like, I have that with me right now. Oh, yeah. I like sipping on that while I'm cooking or regular water is good too. But just having something else is like, and also I sometimes think of it, I'm like, if this was a different job and I wasn't cooking all day and I was like just, you know, doing, doing photo styling. I wouldn't be eating, like, if it was blocks. You know, if it was something else. I'm thinking, yeah. thinking about it that way, and just because it's there doesn't mean I have to eat it. Mm-hmm. That is my big problem. I'm just like, oh, there's something here. I'm going to eat it. Yeah. That's a that's a huge situation for me because I'm like, oh, snacks. Yeah. And then it's a problem. Cool. Also, having filling meals. So, like, if I have a really good breakfast and I feel satisfied, then the rest of the like, while I'm cooking, I'm not hungry, and so it's easy to be like, eh, I'm not hungry. Speaking of being hungry and eating full meals, so you have a thing with toast. Yeah, I like toast. Avocado toast? 
Well, t- you recently posted a fig toast. Oh, mm-hmm. Can you tell us about that? Because I was, like, salivating. Sure. So tell us about them figs. That was almond flour bread, and then I put almond butter on top, and then I put fresh figs, which it's fig season here in Virginia, and I'm obsessed, and they're so beautiful, and they're so delicious, and so I spread figs all over the toast, and it was... Oh, my God. Yeah. How does one eat a fig? Because I think, okay, I don't know. Susie, shut your mouth. Our mouths I don't are gaping. Yeah. We're How looking does one at Caroline with, like, crocodile eyes. How does one even eat a fig? Can you describe the process by which someone eats a fig? Because yeah. I see them, and I'm like, I don't know what to do with that. You bite into it. Yeah. Okay, you have a little, like, branch at the top. You don't yeah. eat that. That's the only part you don't eat. But the rest really? is edible. Yeah. You eat the whole, do you eat the skin? Yes. We had a fig tree in Australia, and you would just grab them off the tree. You might wash it, but rain washes it. Then you just tear the stem off and you just eat it. Yeah. Huh. They're delicious. Well, I'm looking at this fig toast and now I want it. So Whole Foods has figs right now. I don't. I haven't seen them anywhere else, but I did get them at Whole Foods. Um. So I'll take a picture on my Instagram story of me eating a fig. Amazing. And <laughs> everyone <laughs> like I did it, Susie and Brittany. Exactly. I'll tag everyone. Let us know what you think. I will. I mean, I've had people give me fig things, so I've eaten them. Like a fig mutant. Well, yeah, I've had those. I don't count that. But like, that's with dry figs, too. <laughs> yeah, so I've I've had, like, somebody, like, cook figs and stuff, but I've never eaten. I've never been like, I'm going to eat this fig that I hunted and gathered from the wilds of Whole Foods. You know, <laughs> like. Yeah. So now I know. Your life's about to change. I'm excited about I'm it. I'm so excited. And so the other piece of your business, aside from recipes, are these courses that you develop and then place online. So what propelled you into that realm, and how has it been kind of creating these material, content, beneficial courses for your audience to partake in? So it started out with one-on-one health coaching, and then I was thinking, I really want to reach more people at once, and I also really like, like we were talking about, the accountability piece. And also having a group and like the Facebook group and having this like community as well as excitement about something and like getting healthy and having lots of people involved made it really fun. And so I wanted it to be with the programs, it's more of a community and having more people involved doing it together. So that's why I really wanted to do that sort of thing and started working on it. I launched a few. So I had a 28 day healthy habits program for a while. I've done some salad challenges, which these have been free free challenges where it's like a five-day salad challenge, and you sign up, you're challenged to have one salad a day, replacing one meal a day with a salad, and um, you get an email from me every day, there's a Facebook group, and it's so funny because the challenges are over and the Facebook group is still thriving. People are posting their salads every day and just like really excited about it, and so that's been really fun for me, and I have something new happening this fall with salads too, so I'm really excited, but... Yeah, the programs have been really fun, and it's been a great way to reach more people, build that community, and help more people, honestly. Yeah, that is awesome, and I am thinking on the top of my head because I saw a salad challenge recently, and I was like, all these look so good, and all the salads you post are always so different, and I was like, oh yeah. Why didn't I think of eating that for dinner? But I also am curious, so in terms of organizing all of these groups, do you just have like a million Facebook groups that you're overseeing with like all of these different people? Okay, so I don't personally own a bunch of them. I only have maybe um, like a handful, maybe five or less. 
But then, like I was saying, like the food blogger one, I am in a bunch of Facebook groups, and sometimes it's intense with the notifications. Yeah, I started getting into those, and then like for the podcast, especially, I've like gotten into a few, and it's super helpful because I'm like, oh, like we're not as behind in this stuff as I thought we were, or like, oh, this is a really good resource. But the notifications do get aggressive. Mm-hmm. But there's a Facebook group for everything. There, there really is. <laughs> Which is awesome because, yeah. again, it's that, like, oh, me too thing. You know, you don't mm-hmm. feel as alone. I mean, yep. Facebook scares me. I, I hate it, but it I also like, love it. It makes me feel like I'm stepping into an outlet mall, and it's just, like, there's so much going on that I, like, can't keep my concentration on any one thing, and then all of a sudden I'm out. Well, I like outlet malls. <laughs> I got a really great dress from Banana Republic outfit three weeks ago. Awesome. Thanks, Banana. I need to work on it because it is a great resource. I just get kerfuffle. What is the coolest thing that you've been able to do, you received, you got to take part in, um, like resulting from this business? Whether it's like a thing, a product, a trip, a, I don't know. So there are a few things. One is definitely, I have gotten to go to a lot of cool places, got to go on trips. Like California is probably one of the coolest. I went to this, uh, well, it's actually like Baja, California, Mexico. And it was like a retreat at um, Rancho La Puerta. And it is health and wellness retreat. They feed you amazing food. You go on hikes. And so that was a really cool experience. Lots of yoga, lots of meditating. Um, that was really awesome. But then I think the what I really get out of it is the connection and feeling like I'm really making a difference when people email me and say, I made that recipe and it was amazing. Or I see someone, like literally I saw someone at Whole Foods one day and she's like, I've been following your blog for whatever. I don't remember exactly, but like how many months and I've lost 20 pounds following your recipes, like stuff like that just like make me so happy inside. And I'm like, this is why I do this. It's not about the followers or any of that like outside stuff. It's more about like who I'm connecting with and who I'm like really helping. Cause that was the whole point of me starting it. And like the reason why I think that it's grown is because it does help people. Yeah. And sense. he got a beer made for eating bird food. Yeah. So I paired up with the veil and we made a gluten-free beer and now it's really it has fun. a really pretty case. Yeah. Tim Skirvin. He designed that. Oh, Skirvin and Croft. Yeah. Yay. Love them. They're awesome. And um, so when you think about keeping up with your community and connecting, you have a million bajillion followers. How do you respond to comments or like just stay engaged? Sometimes it is hard to respond to every comment, but especially on Instagram, because that's a platform I'm really looking to grow right now. I respond to pretty much every comment, unless it's just like young or like, I don't know. It just, it depends on what it is. But like, if it's like, if it's anything substantial, I always respond. And how then, do you do that? Uh, I just spend a lot of time doing it. It's a full time job. Yeah. I'm impressed. It's important to me. It's hard. Yeah. And then the same with like blog comments. I respond to all of those. Emails. I get behind on emails, but I really do. I try to respond to every email too. So I try really hard. Sometimes I get behind, but. No one's perfect. Yeah. I'm impressed that you respond to everything. Half the time, just like. "Ah!" Yeah. I do work a lot though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's not, I'm sure it's not like, like, well, how many hours a week do you think you would just work? Like, this is work. You know, you're on Instagram for work. How many hours do you think you're putting in? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard. I, I want to work less, but now my husband's actually, he 
started a new job a year ago and so he's been working a lot and so it just leads me into like it's six o'clock and I'm still working then it's eight o'clock and I'm still working he's yeah. not home yet and I'm still working so yeah um I don't know I'd say at least like 80 I don't I don't know a lot yeah well I mean I think it's important to show people you know like if this is something you want to do and you want to be successful like it's not just sitting around and like taking pretty pictures and like yeah making food. like you're putting in like serious hard work dedication scheduling like lots of energy lots of time so I think that's something to be really proud of I mean yeah luckily it's something I really enjoy so it doesn't feel like work to me yeah but at the same time sometimes I do realize like okay wow I am on my phone all the time or I do need to take a little time and like really connect with my husband that sort of stuff yeah because it can it can like lose sight of that when you're really focused on growing a business any As sort of business. Any business. Yeah, yeah literally. Definitely. And looking at this kind of like, you know, it is a business. It's your livelihood. It's all of that. So I think that's important yeah. for people to remember, like, killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag killing it. And also it goes back to, like, that authenticity of, like, sharing with people, like, love you all. And here are my boundaries of, like, this is my time. Mm-hmm. And I'll share what I share. But... Luckily, we now know how to save Instagram pictures so that yes. stories can be happening. Yeah, seriously. Yep. I'm excited about that. I'm really excited about that. And I really want to go home and make food. I'm literally still just scrolling. I've been scrolling for mm, almost this whole hour. It's fine. You should make a salad. I should make a salad. I and then like I can talk about it. on top of it. <gasps> oh, balsamic fig. Do it. Dude. Stop. Don't I'm even. So I'm driving right all the way out to Whole Foods. No, I want figs. Elwoods might have them. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. That is a good point. Okay. Well, we're over, and I have a salad to go make. So. Hashtag salad every day. Hashtag salad every day. Hashtag eating bird food. Hashtag eating bird food. Do birds eat salads? Yeah. They eat. Everything. Pigeons. Eggs. Pretty They'll much. They'll swoop down and take your stuff off a plate. Pigeons are bad birds seagulls yes too. that's another one seagulls will f your day up yeah they um, are ravenous they're terrifying <laughs> they're huge they're angry looking their beaks are very <laughs> long yeah so on that note. <laughs> if people want to find you obviously we know you're at eatingbirdfood.com yep and what are your tags for things so eating bird food on everything on every social platform and then yes i use Salad every day is a hashtag or eating bird food hashtag too. Nice. Well, if you want to go find us too, you know where to find us. We are nexttuesdaypodcast.com and you can find us on most social fl- bleh, most social platforms. We're going to get better at this one day. I mean, we're only like, what, 40 some weeks in. You can find us there at nexttuespodcast. Anyhow. Anywho, we will... Uh, let you know how the salad goes. I'll let you know about my fig adventure. And we will see you next Tuesday. Bye.